Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. Greetings and welcome inside Special Teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, a podcast where we look back at special teams and specific years in sports and what made them so incredibly memorable. Our 1980s run continues. There's so many fun things in the 80s to look back at, especially being able to see some stuff in the video that's available for you to see online that can kind of supplement the podcast as we tell you about it here. And today we're going to look back at the 1983 Steelers. This is not a Steelers team that won a Super Bowl. This is not a Steelers team that was the greatest in the league. But it was a Steelers team that had to turn the page because it was during this year Terry Bradshaw played his final game in the National Football League. And his final game, even though it was on the road, fans went crazy and tore the goalpost down and took seats out of the stadium with them. We'll get to that part coming up later on in the (laughs) podcast. Uh, But really, Bradshaw's last game, because Bradshaw's become, look, the industry he's become the past few years, being the broadcaster he is, now he's got his own reality show uh, that's out now. Everybody remembers, they know Terry Bradshaw, the broadcaster, and they've seen the highlights of his his Super Bowls because they're all so famous, beating the Cowboys, winning the way they did, beating the Rams. But his final game and what surrounded Bradshaw's final year in the NFL was just really weird. You know, it was, it was one of those cases where you didn't know it was the end when it happened, but it turned out to be the end. Kind of like Joe Montana's last game in San Francisco. You didn't expect it to be the end, but then it turned sure. out to be, oh, that's, that's the, he, he, he played against the Lions in the next last week of the last week of the season. And that was it. I mean, didn't play for the Niners anymore. That's kind of what it was for Terry Bradshaw and the, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll take it one fur- further. It'd stay in San Francisco. I was at Jerry Rice's final game as a 49er. Right? Not, not that you were sure he was retiring, but it just didn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. But you had the young up-and-comer, Terrell Owens. He caught 20 passes that day. It was a game against the Bears. How pissed do you think that, that Jerry Rice is that he caught 20 passes in that game? Well, that's just it, right? The teammates are trying to carry Jerry Rice around, but everybody else like losing their minds. 
dude, dude caught 20 balls. <laughs> like he was playing pitch and catch all day long. And by the way, that was a Cade McNown game that the Bears didn't get the ball past the 50. Uh, that's a podcast for another time. Uh, just my psychological state watching that game unfold in front of me. Uh, but, you know, Rice ends up going up to the Raiders. And then eventually uh, there are there's proof that he was in camp with both the Broncos and Seahawks before hanging it up as well. But yeah, it's, it's just that weird thing where you, you're not quite sure how it's going to end. You know it's close, but you're hanging on. Hell, you can bring that to any metaphor in life, right? <laughs> Relationships, jobs, everything else. Like it, it's going to end, right? But how? And for Terry Bradshaw, you know, it was just one of these odd years that just didn't come together. Uh, and then you, you're finally able to at least make a what? Get a cup of coffee to close out the year. Yeah, this was the end of the Steelers run of dominance. The players that had won Super Bowls and had were going to the Hall of Fame were slowly retiring and leaving the team. But still, without Terry Bradshaw for just about the entire season, the Steelers were still able to go 10 and 6 and win the AFC Central. Right, this hey, you know what? Shocking. That doesn't sound familiar at all. I guess they somehow found a way Did to Duck do Duck Hodges p- play a couple of games <laughs> in this one, too? Uh, they had lost Mean Joe Green to retirement, Elsie Greenwood. These are some of the greatest defensive players in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Jack Ham. Mm-hmm. So they're already coming in saying, hey, every year it's okay. These guys are done and these guys are done. And they played without Terry Bradshaw. He had an elbow problem for a couple of years and had off-season surgery in 1982. So, okay, maybe you're thinking, okay, the elbow is going to get better. But he was idle for the first 14 games of the season. No one knew when he was going to play. And I read a bit uh, looking back at this from one of the Steelers writers that said every day was the same. Every time we would leave practice, the, the, the news led with the same stories. The newspaper had the same thing. Terry Bradshaw didn't throw today. Terry Bradshaw didn't practice today. Terry Bradshaw was not a practice today. I mean, that was every single day. That's how big a deal it was. You knew Bradshaw was hurt, but uh, maybe today... Maybe today, maybe today. No, he didn't. They had to go into the season with Cliff Stout and Mark Malone as their quarterbacks. So, okay, let's try to make it go with Cliff Stout, who is a longtime understudy, and Mark Malone. And in the last days of the dynasty, still besides the fact that these guys are playing quarterback, they started out nine and two. I mean, with Cliff Stout and Mark Malone and losing all these players, somehow the Steelers are nine and two. And it would look like we're unaffected by all of these losses, including not having Terry Bradshaw. But the thing that just blows my mind, because well, you mentioned Cliff Stout, look at his stats. He's not quarterbacking past week six (laughs) in today's NFL. (laughs) He finished the year 12 touchdowns and 21 picks. Yeah, we had three. He had four games with at least three interceptions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's Winston-esque. It wasn't good. 
It was not good. Look, and his QBR was 60.6. And look, Mark Malone played a little bit, but not much. And it's not like he lit the world on fire either. And somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers were still able to win these games. I mean, it was insane. Now they hit a big rough patch after going nine and two and they lost three straight. So now they're nine and five and the division is up for grabs and they have two games left and they are going into Shea Stadium to play the Jets. Here's the thing. It was the last game in Shea Stadium for the Jets who were moving to the Meadowlands the next season. The Jets season was basically done. They were a 500 type team, but they go in and they have to win this game. So now Stout's not playing well. Nothing they can do. They're going into the next to last game against the Jets and they need a win. Now, before we get to what happened, let's go into the relationship for a bit between Bradshaw and head coach Chuck Knoll. Because for the longest time, it was they can't stand each other. They hate each other. After time had gone on and Bradshaw had retired from the league, he had done many interviews saying, you know, listen, do we always get along? No, but we worked well together. Kind of a an early day Brady and Belichick, because clearly you're going to get the stories now that Brady and Belichick are apart, that you're going to hear Brady stuff of what Brady said and some things that Belichick did, and you're going to find out, boy, they really didn't like each other, didn't get along, but... They got along well enough to win. And that's kind of was a good working relationship, not a good personal one. And that's what Bradshaw and Noel did. In fact, it was it was such the point where Chuck Noel didn't even talk about Terry Bradshaw during the season. He's injured and not playing. We're not going to talk about him. And can't can't you see Belichick doing that? If Brady hurt, we're not talking about him. We're not talking about him. Well, just that's what. No, no, not even going to talk about him. So this is how the Steelers are trying to survive and exist. Every single day when the overwhelming question is, is Terry Bradshaw going to play? And not only does Chuck Knoll not want to talk about it, he's not going to mention it. And Bradshaw's not playing for the most part. So it had to drive him bat bananas crazy to have to go through this every single day. Yeah, no, that that is the absolute worst. I mean, in 2020, you don't have to tell anybody anything because they don't get to watch. Yeah, that's true. What happened? And you got all these other media embargoes against what you can actually put into your post-practice reports, tweets, Instagram stories, etc. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, there's so many rules on that. But you know, I respect that of a coach going. I'm not going to play this game every day as to whether a guy's hurt. But you know, everybody needs a little pat on the back, right, to make sure you're still in good graces and and roll through. It's just a re- general relationship relationship advice for everybody of, you know, get, get a little bit of positive reinforcement, but you know, the, the way their relationships described, and I'm sure there's plenty of books I can go pour into about this. It, it's very similar to the Brady Belichick situation. Cause you see how gushing with praise coming into the 2020 season Belichick has been for Cam Newton right? The new starter, uh, Tom Brady didn't get to see a lot of that. So part of it, I think is the psychological bit of, all right, I need, I think Cam's a guy that needs a little of this, right? needs a little bit of a boost and needs to know I'm in his corner. Whereas Belichick and Brady, it became, all right, we're going to go out and we're going to get our stuff done. We don't have to, to, you know, gush all over with praise for each other, but we know we're going to get the job done. So I think there's a little bit of that to it. So here go the Steelers into Shea Stadium in a must-win game because they are now desperately trying to hold off the Cleveland Browns. And Terry Bradshaw is healthy enough to play. 
the final game of Terry Bradshaw's career and fitting that it's against the Jets because of how it went. Coming up next right here (laughs) on Special Teams. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Next to last week of the regular season, the Steelers invading Shea Stadium. Jets fans saying this is the last game they're ever going to play here. We can't wait till the end of the game and take a whole bunch of stuff from this field. This is the backdrop for Terry Bradshaw's final game in the National Football League. Now, he wasn't 100% healthy, but he felt he could throw and he could play. And if you watch the highlights, Bradshaw looks fantastic. He played the first two drives of the game, led two touchdown drives of 77 and 72 yards. Okay, he's 35 years old. Clearly, he's near the end. Franco Harris is 33. Clearly, he's near the end. In fact, this turned out to be Franco Harris's last 100-yard game of his Hall of Fame career. All right? But this is really more about Bradshaw in the first half. He throws a touchdown pass to Greg Garrity that is quintessential Bradshaw because you watch this play on the replay, and it's, it's readily available he throws a pass between two jet defenders who just look like they, they, they're stunned he even threw the football. And Garrity makes a big leap and catches it. And you think there's no way he should have completed this pass. But that was Terry Bradshaw. The way he would just drop back in his throwing motion where it was just, and, and maybe this is part of why is, you know, he had elbow issues. It's like he would have his arm back and like it would, he would just bring the football forward. It was weird the way he would he wouldn't come all the way back with a long windup. He had his his arm up like it was a at a uh, at a ninety degree angle and would just kind of just chuck the football yeah. and 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 it would and it would hiss downfield and the power and the way he could throw it. And this was another one of those Terry Bradshaw passes. I'm there, really short, compact throwing motion, boom, and Greg Garrity comes comes down with it after leaping up and and it's the Jets players looking around at each other going, he threw that ball. I mean, he shouldn't have completed it, but he threw that ball, and that gives the Steelers a 7 nothing lead first drive of the game. December 10th, 1983. It's funny, we're actually having uh, 
uh, Maddie, my my younger daughter and I, we were having our uh, a whole thing about mechanics and and the, we went to a field and there's guys pitching, other guys throwing a football, and she's like, "Well, talk to me about like the difference." Like, well, here and, and this and what you need to do with your body and, and how to be accurate, uh, as an NFL passer. And then I eventually showed her a couple of different, uh, scenarios, including, you know, the picture perfect mechanics of the short lived career of Andrew Luck versus, all right, watch how Philip Rivers spins this one. Uh, and then you think about some of these guys going back to the eighties where, you know, it's just a, a passing game was just a totally different animal. Uh, but boy, could he wing it. And yeah, I get that elbow bothered him forever. M- much like another stealer again, not to equate it to 2019, 2020 injuries, but in Ben Roethlisberger, what do you say? I was hurting for a decade. Plus, and yeah. finally got something done. Bradshaw, it seems, was kind of in that same boat, you know, longstanding, but I can get through it and then tried to will his way through. Next drive, Bradshaw goes down the field. It's a wonderful day at Chase Stadium. I mean, it's not like one of those late December snow on the field, swirling winds. No, it's a beautiful, sunny day. And Bradshaw takes the Steelers back down the field, and it's a 10-yard touchdown pass he throws to Calvin Sweeney. And you see him coming off the field, and it's 14-0. And you're thinking, Mike, look at this guy. He hasn't played in so long, and here he is, two drives right down the field. Mike, the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl. And he comes off the field, and you can see him a little bit kind of shaking his elbow. And at the time, look, I watched this game. I watched all the Jets games. I'm going, dude, how Terry Bradshaw is going to beat us. He hasn't played all season. I mean, this in, in, my, in my early training as a sports talk radio host, how is he doing this? We stink. Oh, my God, the Jets suck. How is this happening? Guys have played in 14 weeks. But he comes <laughs> off kind of shaking his elbow. Okay, maybe, you know, he's loosening it up a little bit. That was the last pass of Terry Bradshaw's career. The last completion. Calvin Sweeney is the guy, not Lynn Swan, not John Stallworth. No, no, no. It's Calvin Sweeney. He went to the sideline and told teammates he kind of felt a pop. And the team thought that, well, okay, maybe it's going to be a couple of weeks because clearly he was done for the day because they look, they were killing the Jets. They didn't need him at this point. It's 14 nothing, and the Jets are going, listen, we just want to go home. We're done with the season. We're completely wow, that, nothing's changed, yeah. man. <laughs> you talk about 2020 versus 1983. And it was okay. Except that was it for Terry Bradshaw. He didn't play the rest of the game. He told his teammates he was done. Pittsburgh went on to beat the Jets 34-7. They clinched the AFC Central. The game against Cleveland was meaningless. So this game, this turned out to be the last game Terry Bradshaw played the first half against the Jets. And he was phenomenal. Uh, Going into the playoffs, he couldn't play. So they had to play the Raiders with... Cliff Stout at quarterback, Cliff Stout threw a touchdown, he threw a pick, he threw for 187 yards, not nearly enough. The Raiders win 38-10, ending the Pittsburgh Steelers season and ending the career of Terry Bradshaw. In the offseason, the Steelers were a little nervous about what was going to happen. They didn't know. So they trade for David Woodley 
in February because clearly David Woodley was a guy that, well, just Dan Marino just, you know, shows up and boy, you don't need David Woodley anymore. And he was a guy that went to the Super Bowl and all right, maybe we can, you know, have him play for us because clearly sure. Cliff Stout wasn't the guy. I mean, this is the only real extended playing time Cliff Stout ever had in the NFL. And yet, as you said, he had a season where he would have lost his job by week six. Uh, so yeah. they, they trade for David Woodley, who may be the most popular guy in special teams just for a second. How many podcasts have we done that have David Woodley in them? I, I feel think like he's at four, I, I think maybe five. <laughs> I'd have to go through the I list, so. but I think we can we can check him off at least four times yeah. by now. No, I think it's like uh, we'll have another one with David Woodley. So they trade with Woodley in February. Now they don't know what's going on with Bradshaw, but Bradshaw couldn't play it anymore. Officially retired in late July, and a simultaneous announcement of his retirement on CBS with the announcement he was going to CBS to be an NFL commentator. So think about the Bradshaw who's now think about how long he's been on the air since 1983. He retired and was going to join CBS and retired on CBS. They covered this in a big way. Like it was, you know, something going on with the president and mainly it was because, Hey, Bradshaw's retiring. Look, he's such a popular quarterback. He's going to join CBS's NFL coverage. So CBS, kind of blew it up and said, yeah, hey, Terry Bradshaw's retiring, and it became that big a story. Huge story, but think think of the dominoes for your life, Jason Smith. Had they not looked at the idea of Dan Marino, you know what? We can't have him play in his backyard. That's too much pressure. Yeah. Had they yeah. pulled the trigger yep. and taken the pit quarterback and made him their selection in 83, Life for little Jason Smith might have been a lot easier before Tom Brady showed up. I mean, can, can you imagine? Because in 83, they knew Bradshaw's elbow was bad. So we got to get an extra. We got to get somebody. And the Steelers didn't want to draft Marino. As you said, Art Rooney, ah, you know, I don't know that he's playing so close to home. The pressures might be too much for him. And Art Rooney, to many people say that every single day, from like the mid eighties on, he told somebody we should have drafted Dan Marino <laughs> every single day. Couldn't you I just think that Dan Marino should have drafted? Dan now Marino. I lay me down to sleep. Damn it! I forgot to tell someone I should have drafted Marino today. <laughs> just pick someone out of my Rolodex, and we got to call him. So now the Steelers have to go on without Bradshaw, and Bradshaw said he, he knew that at some point. If he did come back, that the elbow was just going to betray him again. So that's sure. why he didn't play. And because the Steelers held out hope, and I think he held out hope he was going to play, but he knew just the way it felt. Everything. Listen, I'm going to come back, and the same thing's going to happen. I'm going to throw a few passes, and and the elbow's going to go, and it's not worth it for me. I have the chance to go to the broadcast booth, and you talk about going right from the playing field of the broadcast booth. Yeah, I mean, this is Terry Bradshaw. He, you know, he and John Madden were the first big stars, uh, star analysts. I mean, Madden became an uh, an industry in of himself, but people forget how popular Bradshaw was in the early days with CBS, and then jumping to Fox was a big coup, and he's been there for, you know, almost 30 years now. Uh, you know, Bradshaw and John Madden really were were together for a while, as far as what people thought. And you know, look, Madden was a great announcer for a long time, but here's Terry Bradshaw almost 40 years later, st- still rolling through and rolling strong, and you know, it's not like you remember Bradshaw, like you remember Madden, he's just the Madden guy. I mean, Bradshaw, he's been on television for forever now an, an amazing two-part 
story to the life, right? I mean, the football career and then what he's been in, in media uh, and entertainment, right? A new reality show in 2020. You talk about the singing career as a player, post-playing career, the number of books he's written, and obviously part of, you know, a, a team in Fox NFL Sunday that's in the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. And he's still sharp as a tack, funny as hell. And a, a guy that is is no dummy, but will play one on TV, mm-hmm. right? I mean that that's really what it comes down to. I've only met him once uh, a long time ago at the lot. Like, you know that that whole team just it's such a well oiled machine, and it's a family. You know, it's kind of what we try to foster in, in what we do at at Fox Sports Radio. Now it's just everybody feels like they they belong, and, and you can see that, and it comes across with what they do on air and how they accept their roles and, and step out as they need to now and again. But yeah, he he is an industry in, in and of himself, and you know he, he's always one of those guys. I think of Jason. Uh, you know, if if you took personal branding the way we do it over the last decade, like say you roll back his odometer 25 mm-hmm. years that, you know, th- think of some of the other things you could have gotten into. I don't know that there's much he hasn't done at this point, but just the, the level of stardom, I mean, Q rating, I don't, I don't know anybody that doesn't like to hear what Terry Bradshaw is going to say, because you're not sure if it's going to be a biting criticism because he's blunt in his assessment of players. And I think that's as, you know, guys that cover sports and do sports talk radio and just as fans at the base of it, like that's all you want, right? There's enough guys that just can't criticize players saying, ah, it's still part of, you know, my, I'm still part of the larger fraternity. It's like, no, your job's to, to sometimes say what isn't the kindest to some of the players and their aptitude or coaches for that matter. Uh, And that's something he's always been willing to do. So Terry Bradshaw plays his final game against the Jets. They win. They go to the playoffs. They get blown out. Bradshaw goes to the broadcast booth. Things actually didn't get really bad for the Steelers after this. Plus, what Jets fans did following the loss of the Steelers. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. We got that coming up (laughs) next right here on Special Teams. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. To close the book on Terry Bradshaw, before we get to the Steelers the following season and what Jets fans did after the game, uh, Bradshaw's two touchdowns against the Jets allowed him to finish his career with 212 touchdowns and 210 interceptions. So he was Eli Manning. Yeah, what? I gotta, I gotta keep that above 500. He has even number of touchdowns and picks. People forget. You listen. This is, you know, Bradshaw's era was winning Super Bowls, and yes, he made a lot of big plays, but he threw a lot of picks, and this allowed him to finish with two more touchdowns than interceptions. I well, but it's like we were talking about before, though, Jason. Right? I mean, the the interception doesn't have the same. Same negative stigma that it does now. Back then it was, all right, we're going to run the ball a bunch, but if we're going to take a shot downfield, uh, it's 50-50 ball. We either make a play or it's picked, which is as good as a punt. That used to be the logic, right? Because he was, what was his career completion percentage? It was not uh, not all that high when you go down into the annals, right? I mean, what, 52%? Yeah. Well, quarterbacks weren't generally, they just weren't as accurate. And you knew throwing the ball downfield was going to be, uh, sometimes could be just a toss up play. Yep. You know, the player, the, the quarterbacks aren't as disciplined. Uh, as they as they are now are are throwing into much better situations and whereas back then it was okay we understand quarterbacks are going to throw picks I mean his first year he threw six touchdowns and twenty four picks I mean that that was Terry Bradshaw's <laughs> That's first the end year of your career NFL. now six and twenty four <laughs> that gets you a one way ticket to the Jets uh, so that was his career. But it's funny because, right, we, we, as we got 2020 underway, you had one of the, the early breakout performances, Joe Burrow with his 61 passes in week two against the Browns. Troy Aikman quipping, yeah, it took me three weeks to throw 60 passes in my day for the, for the Cowboys. I mean, just to show you how different things are now. And, and just think about this for Terry Bradshaw, right? He went to the Pro Bowl three times. That's it. Hall of yeah. Fame quarterback, you win four Super Bowls, you go to the Hall of Fame because that's the difference in the Hall of Fame in pro football versus Major League Baseball. You win a lot, you go to the Hall of Fame. There's no way he would keep his job now even after the first couple of seasons. His touchdown interceptions, right? 6 and 24. His second year 13 and 22. Then he was 12 and 12, then he was 10 and 15, then he was 7 and 8. I mean, that, that's not, you, you, there's no way you make it that long in the NFL if you had no. that. But they had one big year where they won 11 games, and then he was 8-1 and one when he played nine games in 1973. And then his, his, his uh, career started to take off once you got to the mid to the late 1970s. But this was Terry Bradshaw's career. It, it, you remember it as, boy, all the Super Bowls. Are, but it was statistically, 
it was kind of a mixed bag. And 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 finishing with 212 versus 210 is a really big deal for him. Because look, Eli Manning, the debate for Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame is going to come down to look at touchdowns, interceptions. But but he won two Super Bowls, which is why Eli Manning is going to get into the Hall of Fame. But Terry Bradshaw, it was really similar to him. And when he left, it's not like the Steelers missed a beat, right? You think, okay, oh, they're done. They don't have a quarterback. Well, in 1984, they had drafted Louis Lips. Remember how good he was? Oh, yeah. Oh, Louis Lips, Offensive Rookie of the Year. They beat the 49ers in October. It was the Niners' only loss all season, right? Pitt still won the AFC Central at 9-7. and seven. They had five pro bowlers. John Stallworth was the NFL comeback player of the year. Mark Malone and David Woodley split time. Mark Malone got most of it. You know, Pittsburgh is still segueing into who they would become next. And in these years of, of players diminishing and trying to bring in new, they still had two straight AFC Central titles the past two years to celebrate. And it was insane. You think, okay, well, here it is. They're coming to the end. And in 84, they still get to the AFC championship game. They somehow beat Denver and John Elway and they lose to Miami 45 28. They lose to Dan Marino, who makes it to the Super Bowl for the only time of his career. Malone had a great game through for 303 touchdowns, but Marino went for 404 touchdowns, a little bit more, a little bit better. The Steelers got to see up close the guy they could have drafted, stopping them from getting to another <laughs> Super Bowl. And that was the, the, Season after for the Steelers with Bradshaw walking away, somehow they still almost got to the Super Bowl. And that that shows you, yes, you had the Steelers winning Super Bowls, but this 83 team and 84 again, how they got to where they did winning divisions, getting to the playoffs, getting the AFC championship game with teams that you would say there's no way they should have got here. No way they should have gotten there. Well, look at the the point total, though, from that 84 team. They put up 387 points. That was more than the point totals of the prior four teams. And, I mean, then there's a 416 mixed in there. But that total bests many of those Bradshaw squads. Uh, and then I'd be remiss, right? You have several years of Malone, and then we get the Bubby Brister years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Bubby Brisco. So we, yeah. Joe so Walton, got, offensive coordinator. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah sure. A lot of that going on. But yeah, 88, 5 and 11, then 89, 90. Look, two winning years for Bobby Brister. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Then it goes to Neil O'Donnell. We start drifting into the Cower age, and we, we know the legacy between Cower and Tomlin, what they've been able to keep going. But yeah, for Terry Bradshaw, you know, you look at the the career, the numbers, the titles, and and the talent that surrounded him. Just an amazing uh, continuity. And look, that that organization speaks to what y'all hope to achieve in your domestic life and in your professional life <laughs> of some level of consistency, continuity, uh, and resolve. All right, so that's the, hey, you see how special the Steelers were in 83 and 84. Look, surrounded and sandwiched in Terry Bradshaw's final game in the NFL. All right, so now what happened to the Jets? Okay, so 
the Jets play <laughs> like they were they were going to to the Meadowlands. And after the game was over, you know, the Jets lose. They get killed. You know, Bradshaw. You, we still don't know what's going on with him. Jets fans come running out of the stands to tear the goalpost down. All right. They picked up sod to keep it and ran away with it. Yeah. They also picked up some of the sod and threw it at the police who were on the field trying to keep order. Fifteen people got arrested as Jets fans tore the goalpost down. And then there were people, because I remember watching the news that night, there was video of people on the subway with seats from Shea State. They ripped the seats out so they could take them with them because it was a souvenir because the Jets were going to play in the Meadowlands. And there were people on the subway with seats because I'm trying to get these. I mean, who steals a seat when people stole seats and they were bringing them home and that was what it was and that was Jets football. I mean, all the things that was taken from that stadium as souvenirs that day. I mean, I didn't see it coming. I mean, I, I was like, wow, I, I didn't think Jets fans really, we really cared all that much. Hey, we're going to the Meadowlands. It's going to be great. We're leaving Chase Stadium. Okay. And just watching the scene at the end of the game with fans coming on the field and trying to tear the goalpost down and everything. I'm like, these are my people. These are, these are Jets fans. But boy, when I saw on the news, people with the, with the seats on the subway, uh, that was next level. That really was. I, I can say this. I, um, I'm looking right now. You can get a pair of seats from Shea Stadium Green under six hundred bucks from 1983. Person holding on to them for the last three. Well, I'm I, gonna I, sell I them. yeah, I'm gonna I, sell I them now. I, look, I, I don't know what the the provenance is, but uh, they've been uh, sitting in a warehouse in Indiana, according to this. Nope. They were moved in uh, 2008, so not stolen during that fateful day <laughs> in 1983. Or at least that's the <laughs> semi-legal story of it, was getting these. Well, you know what? <laughs> can't, uh, can't fault a good yarn. All right, so let's finish this yarn. What about some where are they now from uh, from this podcast here? What do we got? All right, other than being a Hall of Famer, let's give a little love to John Stallworth. Uh, founded with an engineer friend of his, something called Madison Research. So services and parts and software for government use. Uh, computer maintenance for Space and Missile Defense Command Center uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. They sold the company in 2006 for $69 million. Uh, they later created something wow. called Genesis 2 to start business, business development, but also helping with a number of charities. Uh, and the foundation gives out giant chunks of money to scholarships. So good for them. Uh, My buddy's Craig Wolf. And wait, real quick, before we got, just to talk about him for a second, winning comeback player of the year, just for a second, because in 83, you know, Bradshaw's last year, he got hurt. He only played in four games and he missed the majority of the season. So he's 31 years old. He comes back at 32. And not only did he win comeback player of the year, he had his best year in the National Mm -hmm. Football League. He caught 80 passes. That's the most he ever caught in his career. 1,395 yards receiving, most in his career. 11 touchdowns, most touchdowns in his career. So he comes back from that big injury, and I'm sure Bradshaw is saying, great, where the hell were you when I was? But, (laughs) you know, he comes back and has that kind of year in 1984 after coming off an injury that cost him the majority of the season. That's some kind of comeback play. 
Well, it's crazy, right? It's all about spreading the ball around and trying to figure out uh, who gets fed in that process. Uh, my buddies Craig Wolfley and Tunch Ilkin, well, linemen on this squad, uh, they've been on the radio broadcast forever. Uh, good friends uh, helping me as I was getting started in the business with a lot of advice and well, showing me around the greater parts of Latrobe, uh, Pennsylvania. Did, so did you go to times. the uh, Rolling Rock uh, uh, and, and have a beer with them? Well, we didn't go to the Rolling Rock, but we found, you know, some other places to hang out. Oh, and they okay. ate with me in the in the lunchroom. You know, wow. I got to go eat with the players. So we learned what Ben Roethlisberger at the time had on his uh, iPod. Okay. And there was some mocking going on. And, you know, you get like that's one thing about the Steelers, right? For training camp tours like I used to do, going around doing write-ups and, you know, when they let you watch practice and take notes and, and all of that, uh, is the the Steelers would let you, if you were going to hold up for a couple of days, they had a dorm you could stay at, and then you, you'd get to go into the uh, the chow line. You know, don't get the player's way. I mean, that their food is theirs, uh, but you know, you got to eat there and, you know, occasionally the players would invite you over to come and hang uh, and, and talk it out a little bit and, you know, figure you out. How did you not get on the Steeler broadcast then? How's it not? Hey, it's Ron Wolfley with Tunch Ilkin and Mike Harmon. I yeah, no, Craig, Craig and Tunch are doing their thing. Uh, uh, Craig Wolfley. Bill. Sorry, I said Ron Wolfley. No, well, Ron's hey, his brother in Arizona, buddy. Yeah. Getting it done. Whoa. <laughs> uh, those are my guys. Yeah, Ron's. Ron's. We should have Ron on with Arizona doing what they're doing now uh, in the 2020 season. Uh, as as uh, Kyler Murray becomes a superstar, uh, maybe we'll be doing a special teams on Kyler Murray next year. Oh, uh, ma- okay. making fun of uh, well the fact that he eschewed the A's uh, offer, but that's for another time. Uh, we got Ted Peterson. Um, he was a an offensive lineman out of Eastern Illinois. Um, he once was quoted talking about Chuck Noll. He seethed intensity. That's a pretty good line. Oh, how, how would you say, remember him? People he say seethed. that about me. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, well, I, I will. Intensity. I'll put that on your tombstone okay, 25 good. years from oh, now. Oh, thanks. But what do you mean 25 years? I got more than. What are you talking about 25 years? Right, hey, man. That. What's wrong with you? Okay, I'll give you another 10. Nah, listen, medicine That is, gets you to 85. Medicine, what are you going to be, Montgomery Burns and Treehouse of Horror, where it's your head with a robot body? <laughs> How old do you think I am, Mr. Simpson? Uh, 107. <laughs> I am only 81. All right. <laughs> All right. So Ted Peterson, retired uh, athletic director from Kankakee Community College. And now he is a community liaison, which means, you know, going and, and, and massaging the uh, the community there to, to work for uh, Van Drunnen Farms in Moments, Illinois. How about that? Mm, okay. Kind of a good thing. Uh, and then you got Dwayne Woodruff, uh, cornerback out of Louisville. Judge in the Court of Common Pleas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a judge. Wow. And he just got reelected to another term here in 2015. So he is just doing doing the job and getting it done. He went to uh, Duquesne University Law, does a lot of charitable work, uh, Louisville Hall of Fame, all these other things. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, has become uh, kind of a big deal there and and rolling up his jersey hangs in 
well, I don't know if it's Papa John's Cardinal Stadium anymore. Uh, that might be uh, need need to be changed. Uh, but he he was uh, a candidate for the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania in 2014, unsuccessful. But he's got another decade decade uh, behind the bench. So there you go. There it is. Where are they now? That Steelers team of 1983, Terry Bradshaw's final game in the NFL. You want to hit us up on Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike is at Swollen Dome. You have a future idea for a special teams episode. Let us know. You never know when it could wind up hitting the airwaves. Speaking of airwaves, our radio show is heard on Fox Sports Radio Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast, 7 to 11 on the West Coast. We'll talk to you next week with another episode of special teams. Special teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.